0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, February 27th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here for another weekend slate with you guys, one-on-one, beautiful slate today, seven games, and then an awesome early game tomorrow, Sunday, and uh, eight-game main slate Sunday night. So, We've got tons of of basketball action here, and uh, really fired up to go through uh, all the teams uh, and all the games here. There's some some great plays uh, already identified, some fades I'm looking at, and some value plays that I think are going to help the the slate work. So. Uh, Very interesting uh, games. Interesting also that the games are all played similar times tonight. There's not a big stagger where we can do a lot of late swap uh, with games throughout the evening. There's uh, two at 7, four at 8, and one at 8.30. So uh, we're going to try to get those lineups locked in for you and set to go uh, for the evening. Well, you know, obviously... Keep watching as each game, uh, before each game tips to see if there's any other late player news or anything uh, like that. So, uh, you know, we encourage everybody if, if you're a listener and you've gotten uh, a lot out of our podcasts and it's helped you win, uh, if you want to take it to the next level, the next step is to jump in with us at DFS Coach Talk. You can find us at that uh, address on Twitter. Or if you want to go to our website, it's DFSCoachTalk.com. And we have as little uh, as a three-day pass for $10. So good day to jump in. Uh, There's no afternoon games today on Saturday. So if you join in this afternoon, you can be a part of our Discord throughout the day and get ready for this awesome seven-game slate and then roll into a really busy Sunday uh, as well. So, um, also if you are one of our members, don't forget, uh, we've got our, our golf, uh, plays going today. We've got some good PGA, uh, lineup set up and ready to roll. Those are in our discord. So, uh, join us for that also. All right. Uh, just, uh, excited today, man. I love, I love these days where I get to just, uh, Go through each game, discuss them, break it down and, uh, you know, give some of my selections. But what I've found is on a lot of these responses I've been getting on Twitter and email and uh, all different types of social media, even uh, just responding on our uh, uh, website. But what I'm finding is a lot of people are listening and building lineups as they're listening to the podcast and then uh, that's being, you know, very effective for them. So even our members, uh, you know, we release our full lineups and our uh, DraftKings uh, dashboard uh, clipboard 20 to 30 minutes before lock to, you know, make sure that we take advantage of all the changes and player news that's happened throughout the day. But uh, again, a lot of the responses I'm getting are people are smashing with uh, the lineups they're building from the podcasts, uh, you know, whether it be me and Andrew or uh, Andrew and Shane or, or myself on the weekends. And I love that. I think that's, that's really key because sometimes, you know, as we're going through this podcast, we bring up specific statistics and matchups and sort of the game behind the game kind of stuff that will help you select those players. And as the day goes on and value opens up and things change, you know, sometimes those changes are super helpful and we're killing it. And sometimes, uh, you know, we're better off if we would have stuck with exactly what we went through on, uh, you know, the podcast. So my what I always tell everybody, all our members, is the best bet is to, you know, as part of the process, uh, get your uh, contest selected and set and in, put a dummy lineup in there, then listen to the podcast, tweak those lineups to uh, get closer to what you want to finalize, and then be in Discord with us that last 30 minutes so you can either adjust or make a few changes or stay with what has built from uh, the podcast. That seems to be from the responses I'm getting uh, by far the, the combination that's, that's creating a lot of takedowns. I uh, also wanted to mention one other thing before we dive into this slate. I'm going to be uh, releasing some new information in our Discord today uh, with contest selection and bankroll management. We're going to tweak things just a little bit. I'm, I uh, mentioned it a little bit yesterday with Andrew on the podcast, but um, you know we've seen a trend specifically on FanDuel where the pay lines have gotten higher in some of the mid-level 50-50s, like the $25, et cetera, as opposed to some of the single-entry events um, where, you know, you got to love single-entries because if those pay lines are lower, you're making some profit and you have a chance for a big hit uh, at the top of it, you know, when we put together an optimal lineup. So I'm going to make a few changes there, not dramatic, but just enough that it's going to – uh, tweak to get better. And again, we're not doing that to uh, do anything but improve. It's not to fix any errors or anything. I mean, we're rocking and rolling and we've had six years of success with this process, but I have tweaked it through the years based on what uh, you know, basically the uh, what is it needed to be done to update things based on how the players are playing, what contests they're getting in, um, you know, we're seeing some uh, providers that have multiple uh, entries from their members and it creates a bit of a blockade train in some of these cash games. So uh, we're just going to tweak it a little bit so that we can be more efficient, more effective and continue to raise the percentage of victories. But at the, the core, we're still going to try to build our bankroll uh You know, not slowly isn't the right word, but smartly, you know, where we're having profit each day. Even on the bad days, we're minimizing losses. And then it sets us up for the good days where we're really smashing. So that balance is important. And the biggest mistake DFS uh, players make is definitely going for the big bucks. Try to put one or two bullets in the big contests where the big boys are putting 150 max entries. Uh, Just not the way to do it. And, you know, we'll never be that type of uh, provider. You know, we're going to, we want our members to uh, enjoy our give and take here, hand build some things, and really get after it uh, as far as uh, sustainable growth to your bankroll on all of the, you know, DraftKings, um, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So, all right, there we go. Wanted to mention all that on the front side. Now let's get into the seven games and get after this. So um, very good slate today, though. It's a little bit different because um, we don't have uh, all, all the big scoring uh, teams here. We've got some lower totals, and we have definitely some guys out. And <clears throat> even though it's the morning here, uh, I've got the, the latest update on lines from our partner at betus.com.pa uh, and also uh, all of the, the most updated changes. All right, first game, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers at 12-21 and 21 against the Philadelphia 76ers at 22-11. Right now, Philly's a double-digit uh, favorite. That's the biggest line on the board. They're an 11-point favorite. The line is 222, so uh, 222, and so that's a, uh, a decent middle of the road uh, over-under. Defensive team efficiency for Cleveland, they were all the way down to 24th after uh, hanging in the top 10 for the first uh, portion of this season, and Philly is fifth, so they, we know they've been consistently tough, especially when Embiid plays in the middle. Um, the other issue with Cleveland is they're the 26 pace. So it is a big pace down game for Philly that's seventh. So it sort of uh, pushes against each other on those sides. The good thing is this is an island game for both teams. They didn't play yesterday. They don't play tomorrow. So, you know, I, we should get true minutes from these guys if the games, if this particular game stays close. Um, <clears throat> out for Cleveland is Prince. He remains out. And uh, the big news for Philly is Tobias Harris is out uh, with a knee contusion. And uh, that, you know, shuffles the deck a little bit for Philadelphia. Um, Right now, as far as anticipated lineups, it looks like Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Wade, and Allen uh, for Cleveland. And for Philly, uh, as of now, we have Simmons, Curry, uh, Danny Green, Mike Scott, Ah, uh, jumping in for Tobias Harris, and then of course, of course, Embiid. So, a couple of things here. This definitely isn't my favorite game. We have blowout potential. We have some pace issues, and um, you know, Philly has some solid defense here. Uh, Cleveland side of the ball, you know, Garland and Sexton. You can get solid uh, numbers out of those guys. Uh, Sexton is a little too pricey for me. Uh, going against uh, Danny Green defense probably uh, part of the time and Ben Simmons defense, who um, if you watch the interview with him, something to to shy away from the opponent's point guards or top backcourt player is Simmons said right out, you know, on the interview that he thinks he's the best defensive player in the league and that, you know, he wanted uh, to go after uh, that defensive player of the year award. So, uh, no fun for who he's going to be guarding with that 6'10", long, lanky frame. He does lead the league in past deflections and uh, definitely uh, a, a great perimeter defender. Now, statistically, he wasn't in that top group uh, uh, originally when we looked at DRPM, but he is definitely skyrocketing up those numbers. Um as far as Cleveland goes, I'm, I'm going to take just a probably a, a, a pass. I just don't think that any of the bigs uh, are worth it here. Jared Allen was phenomenal the last game, but he played a team with no center, basically. Now he's got to go against arguably the best defensive center in, in the league, maybe second to Gobert, but in Joel Embiid. So <clears throat> I'm not going to play Allen today. Wade isn't, is not worth worth the risk. Um, a Coro, you know, uh, gets big, big minutes, but rarely gets to 5x. And again, that backcourt, I think this just isn't the best matchup for them. Um, on the Philly side, you do have a bad Cleveland defense. <clears throat> you have the usage from Harris that's going to need to be uh, spread around a little bit. And you do see, you know, some increase from the main guys, uh, Simmons, Curry, and Embiid specifically. Uh, with Harris off the floor. And we don't have much of a sample size because Tobias has been consistently playing all year. But, you know, it does create the scenario where if it stays close enough, I think Embiid is a fine payup option here right off the bat. I mean, I think you, you've got to consider him. Uh, if the game blows out, it's an issue. But remember, it's an island game. So, you know, they don't really have to Uh, limit those minutes like they do at times when he has a back-to-back so he's in play for me don't want the mike scott deal Uh, i just don't think it's that's the place to go for the value because they do have a lot of guys that are going to grab some of these minutes left by harris like shake milton um you know right on down the line Maxie, and all kinds of guys theibel so i'm not going to go deep there um, you know, Ben Simmons is on a mission. He sounded super focused. Uh, I don't know if he's taken some heat lately or if it was he was in those trade talks with Houston about Harden a couple weeks back. Whatever it is, somebody got Simmons' attention and he's playing great ball. Now, at his price, I'm not a big Simmons guy because I just don't like a one-dimensional player that can't shoot. I mean, he really can't shoot outside 10 feet. So you know, does that matter? He proves, you know, with the steals, all the you know blocks, assists, and then finishes at the rim. I mean, he finishes like a monster at the rim. Um, you know, he's in play for me. And, you know, I'm not going to go Simmons and Embiid here. Uh, too much salary to use in a game that has potential for blowout. But I will probably have one or the other. I'd like to have one of the guys between Simmons and Embiid. That you know, get that double digit lead against Cleveland and get those minutes, and again, it's you know, no game tomorrow for Philly. So, uh, I will come out of this game with uh, a key component uh, with a Philadelphia player uh, without question between those two bigs. All right, Uh, game two, also seven o'clock. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves at a, a not a really great seven and 26. And the uh, Washington Wizards at 12-18. and Uh, The Wizards have been uh, winning some games. They're certainly getting it going in the right direction, a little bit of momentum. And, uh, you know, they find themselves a five-point favorite. So we haven't seen that very often uh, from the Wizards. And this total is the highest on the board today at 237. We know we have two horrible defenses here, 23rd for Minnesota, 27th for Washington. And we have two great, great pace teams here, Minnesota six, Washington number one. So there's our, our wonderful uh, combination that we love. The only downside here is both teams are on the first day of a back to back. They both play tomorrow again. So, you know, The the people that are affected most by that are are probably Russell Westbrook. He usually plays full minutes in the first game and then sits the second game. So, you know, in doing my preparation, I have Westbrook full board regular minutes here. Uh, But again, that's something we have to keep an an eye on through the news, uh, player news throughout the day. So um, but right now I've got them plugged in there. I think this, you know, it deserves to be a highly owned game. There's no question about it. Um, You know, we know that Levert and Warren remain out uh, for, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Beasley and Russell remain out, uh, jumped ahead again. game. But, uh, you know, can you imagine, you know, when they get uh, those guys back, I think they'll actually, you know, have a chance to win some games with Cat. But Beasley's out for quite a while now from those charges from last year. And it seems like that Russell's not in a big rush to get back either. Uh, on the Washington side, Ish Smith remains out. And Davis Bertans is questionable. Um, and, you know, we need to see the Bertans news. He's been starting uh, three or four games, five games, I think, in a row. And getting decent minutes. Not that I'm looking to uh, roster him right away because he is one of those just massively points-dependent players. And if he's not hitting his three, you're going to get completely stung. So uh, he's questionable. Uh, We'll watch that news as it goes. Right now, the the starters penciled in for Minnesota are Rubio, Edwards, Okoge, Vanderbilt, and Towns. And on the Washington side, it's Westbrook, Beal, Matthews, Garrison Matthews, but we don't know that for sure. Uh, Hashimura and Mo Wagner. And, you know, we know that center situation has been pretty bizarre. They've been playing Wagner at the beginning and then he doesn't get back in much. Uh, we've been getting a decent run from Robin Lopez. And they've also gone small at times uh, with uh, Rui at uh, center. Now, if Towns gets his regular run, which, you know, you know we're trying to see, it's only two games in for the new new coach there. But it seems like, initially here, that he's giving Cat some additional minutes, and that's huge, man. I mean, uh, it seemed like Saunders generally kept Cat around 30, 32 minutes, and from what we see from this new coach, it's like 35 to 38. So that takes Cat from, you know, a decent play in the right matchup to a really good play. You know, six, eight minutes is massive for a guy like him that's almost one and a half uh, DFS points per minute. So, you know, not hard to do the math there that, that that's going to be a big plus. Um, you know, I think Cat certainly, if you don't go with Embiid in the first game, becomes the other payup option that I'm looking at on this slate at center. Um, you know, I think there's a, a little rejuvenation there with that team trying to get a little bit better, but they do have to, uh, you know, take on this losing Beasley scenario and where does Beasley's minutes and usage go? You know, we're, we're trying to make some, uh, anticipate sort of some of those moves. But not only do we have Beasley now out for this period of time, but we have a new coach. So is he going to get other guys in there? It seems like he's a, a believer in, in Vanderbilt. Um, he's been getting the start in some minutes, but hasn't really produced yet. I'm not quite there to where I feel he's a good value play right now. Uh, Akogi, very hit and miss, m- mainly just a defensive player. Uh, you know, he's it's funny because the names and everything are familiar. But Ananobi, Akogi is like an Ananobi wannabe to me. He's he's a decent defender for sure, but he's not quite uh, doesn't quite have the offensive ability that uh, Ananobi does. And I know <clears throat> some people get those two guys mixed up. Ah, uh, because they are, you know, similar size, et cetera, but not as high on a Kogi um, for sure. And you know, he's risky. You know, the place you could go. Rubio's had some good games. He's splitting a lot of time though with McLaughlin, so that's a concern. So you know, that doesn't excite me. I'm I'm really big on uh, being negative when it's split minutes scenario. Uh, you know, sometimes I know performance is key, but sometimes minutes do equal money. excuse me, and you have to get them out there uh, on the court. Quick coffee break. All right, much better. All right, Anthony Edwards, again, you know, in a a game like this with bad defense, high pace, this rolls right into his uh, type of spot. So I am high on, on Anthony Edwards today. His price is still reasonable enough. Again, I will consider Towns. And then on the Washington side, you know, uh, Westbrook, Beal, certainly considerations. I think Beal's the play. And again, you know, I'm not afraid to pay up in these early games. Uh, it's sort of flipped because there's not any of the real late West Coast games that are usually the high scoring teams with some some big names. So you don't have to be afraid to to roll out an Embiid or Simmons or Beal uh, in, in uh, these early ones. And Right now, I'm leaning towards Beal, but uh, I don't think Westbrook is a bad play at all. <clears throat> I'd, I would love to have both in there, but I don't want to put uh, all my eggs in the Washington basket. Uh, Morris certainly is always on my radar because his price has eked up a little bit too high, but I, I like the value you can get for him from him. I mean, he's made his number 5X in the third quarter of the last couple of games, so he is worth a consideration. And after that, um, you know, that's about it. So some key plays from this game for sure. Certainly have to have some decent exposure to this game, as it very well could be the highest scoring game uh, DFS-wise on, on the slate. Okay, game three. Should be a fun game to watch, but not a, a fun game to roster DFS players in, in my opinion. It's the Indiana Pacers at 15 and 16, at the New York Knicks at 16 and 17. So one of these teams is going to get to 500 today. Uh, the issue is which one and is, are, is there going to be enough scoring to make it DFS friendly? Uh, Indiana's a one-point favorite. The over-under right now, 218. So that's not exciting. Um, defensive efficiency, Indiana's 11th. Knicks are third. Coach Tibbs has them just crushing it defensively. Uh, That's a negative. Then you got another uh, poor uh, point here if you're looking to roster guys from this game. Indiana's only 13th, so just a little over middle of the pack. Knicks' slowest team in the league, so uh, that's not good. Then you got another twist. You got a second night of a back-to-back for the Pacers, and they played in a close game yesterday, and you have the first night of a a back-to-back for the Knicks. So all those things... Uh, not, you know, pluses for rostering guys from this game. And there's some expensive guys, you know, Sabonis bonuses and, and Randall are super expensive. Uh, Brogdon's up there now as well. Um, as far as injuries go, like I mentioned the game before, Lavert and Warren remain out, but can you imagine uh, when they get back? I, I've mentioned that a few times because I just, I, I'm excited for this Pacers team. If they can be 500 with this solid lineup and have possibly their two best players back. Maybe Sabonis and Brogdon are right with them, but Levert and Warren are fantastic. So really excited for when we get a full Pacers roster. Uh, on the Knicks side, um, Mitch Robinson remains out. So Nerlens Noel, uh, his price has drifted up since he's been starting. And he's hit and misses. Uh, he gets a lot of backup minutes there uh, from Taj Gibson and Julius Randle sliding over when they play small ball. So, uh, But Noel still has the starting spot there. The guy that we have to watch the news on, but it doesn't look like he's going to play is Elf. Uh, Elf will not come off the shelf tonight. Uh, he is doubtful. And I just don't see them forcing him back with that deep backcourt. Um, Last game was the most bizarre game. If you rostered Rose, Burks, and uh, Quickly, all three of them paid value. Five, six, seven X across the board for all three guards. Is that going to happen again? I seriously doubt it. So the question is, where do you go there? Um, Rose got to start this last game with Peyton out. So I would anticipate he will again. Um, But Burks and Quickly got a ton of run as well shuffling in with Bullock and Barrett, and it's just, it's a rough, t- you know, you've got to pick your spot right with the Knicks there with those guards. I don't think you're going to get away with multiple Knicks guards again. Um, in this matchup with Indiana, it's not a, a, a good matchup, really. Defensively, the backcourt for the Pacers do a, a pretty good job. So all of that to break it down for you, to let you know that I'm passing this game, Um I don't see a reason to force any of these guys in in just a a game that just doesn't fit the DFS slate, in my opinion. So laid it all out there for you. If you do have an affinity for a Brogdon or a Noel at his price or a Quickly off the bench, I mean, you know, go for it. Those are good GPP plays. But as far as my cash build, I am not going to play the Pacers and Knicks. All right, game four, 8 o'clock game. Utah Jazz against the Orlando Magic. I tried to tell you guys yesterday the Jazz were going to have a letdown game and lose, and they did. And, uh, you know, the old coach here did not have money on a uh, bet on the money line for the Heat last night. So shame on me, because I talked about it a lot, and I didn't make the play. But, you know, it's okay. Nothing... Gained, nothing, ventured nothing, gained right. Uh, Utah is 20s and seven, even off with that loss. The Magic are 13 and 20, uh, and reeling a bit. Um, we have Utah a big fat 10 and a half point favorite, but again, they're coming off that Heat game that was hotly contested yesterday. Uh, so we'll see how they react and and if it affects any of the minutes uh, from the Jazz. Snyder's been playing his main. Pretty short rotation, good minutes, even in back-to-back. So I'm not uh, too afraid of that. Um, defensively, Utah second in the league to the Lakers. We know that. Orlando 17th, uh, a little bit below uh, middle of the pack. Not great pace here, 22 and 16, respectively. And again, we've got Utah uh, on the second night of a back-to-back. It's an island game for Orlando. Um the the key and reason why they're twenty six and seven the Jazz is they've stayed super healthy they have nobody but Ozabuki out and he doesn't he isn't even in their rotation uh, so they're they're healthy and ready to go um, not the same for Orlando they have three guys they started a lot this year that are all out still Ennis has joined the guys out and we know Cole Anthony. And Aaron Gordon uh, have been remaining out. So uh, the penciled in lineups right now, same as always with Utah: Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, and Go- Gobert. And then Orlando: Michael Carter-Williams, who's started multiple games at point guard now with Cole Anthony uh, out. Evan Fournier, Dwayne Bacon, uh, Aminu, who was uh, a nice play. Uh, in this last game, he's starting now and has been decently effective uh, at a cheaper price. And, of course, Vuk, who's uh, playing uh, terrific uh, basketball. Um, you know, the like I say, Utah 10.5 favorite, 220.5 with that over-under, which isn't bad considering the stats that we just read. Um, I am not super uh, high on this game either, to be honest with you. I, you know, it's going to be... Uh, like four or five games max represented and in two or three of these, I'm not going to have probably any exposure. And this may be one of them. Um, I, th- I expect Utah to bounce back and, you know, they have had been smashing people prior to this loss to Miami yesterday uh, by 15, 20 points. So, you know, does this game blow out with Orlando shorthanded and not playing a great ball right now? It certainly could. Um, and, you know, Utah is on that Florida swing and trip. So, you know, maybe they are taking the foot off the gas a little, but man, they, they usually play with a purpose and, you know, I can see them coming out and playing well and sharing the ball here. Um, if you want a value play out of this game, you know, Conley remains fairly decently priced, uh, for what he produces. Uh, if you really want value, maybe a Royce O'Neal Bogdanovich. Shoots the lights out, and it, once in a while, we'll get a few periphery stats as well, and his price remains uh, pretty darn good. On the Orlando side, you know, they've kept Michael Carter Williams' price down, even with all these multiple starts, and, you know, therefore, we've rostered him quite a bit. He's just, you know, he's just okay. I mean, he'll get, he'll squeeze his way to 5x, maybe, but, uh, you know, it's sort of painful getting there at times, and really concerned about his ceiling. Uh, So not crazy about going there, especially with Fournier on the floor. Um, He's going to take a lot of shots. He's a streaky guy. Uh, He's rosterable, but, you know, his price is now in that mid-level where it's a little bit of a concern. Uh, Not interested in bacon. Aminu remains, you know, a a decent play. The only problem is he's got to go up against Royce O'Neal, who's a shutdown. So... You know, uh, if you have to go there, I can see it, but I'm not uh, probably going to go to that value today. And then Vuk, who can pull Gobert out, Vuk takes more threes uh, than any other uh, big man in the league at 5.2 per game. Uh, So, you know, he may get some of those, but I think where Gobert will be cleaning the glass a little bit uh, is going to take some of the stats away for his super high price. And also with Aminu in there, he is grabbing a few more rebounds than some of the guys, you know, uh, the Ennis' and Clarks, they played next to Vuk. So again, you know, wanted to lay it all out there, all the information, but it is not a game uh, that I'm going to be after. Okay, uh, before we get to the final three games here, real quickly, this is the perfect time to join DFS Coach Talk. Jump on. Get with us, even if it's a three day pass, you want to check us out for 10 bucks, jump in, go to dfscoachtalk.com. There's a button on there. You push the button, boom, you're in. We'll get that information sent to us and we'll send you an invite to Discord. You know, you can be in there within five, 10 minutes of signing up and uh, start building lineups and talking to what I think is the best community in DFS. Uh, we also have our best offer we've ever had, and it's it's the truth. It's uh, the BetUS offer. If you go to betus.com.pa and sign up there for the first time with your first deposit of $149, you use that $149 to bet these games or props or whatever you want to do with BetUS, and BetUS is very well-respected. I've had an account there for over 15 years uh, and they do a terrific job. And uh, and then with getting that, you just need to shoot us uh, at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Shoot us a message that you've signed up with the BetUS uh, package. And then you will get a free membership from the day you sign up. So today we're sitting here on February 27th all the way through June 1 free. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. That is Uh, You know, really wanting to get our name out there and build our relationship uh, with our members and BetUS and the whole nine yards. So terrific offer. Take advantage of it. You know, the time frame you get to take advantage of it gets lower and lower as the time passes. But right now you get all of March, all of April, all of May, last few days here in February. You'll get all our MLB coverage. You get all our PGA coverage. And then, of course, our NBA seven day a week in front of the paywall coverage and behind the paywall coverage uh, if you become a member. So we'd love to have you. All right. Game five, 8 o'clock as well. New Orleans Pelicans, minus three and a half. New Orleans is 14 and 18, disappointing, at the San Antonio Spurs, who are four games over five hundred, sixteen 16 and 12, which is a surprise to some of us. I guess not if you know Pop, but... That is what it is. This number is 229. So it is uh, a decent number. It's the third highest on the board. So very respectable there. Uh, defensive rating, Pelicans are now second to last at 29th. They have really given up a boatload of points lately. So that, that is interesting. Spurs are up to eighth, uh, usually where Pop has them. So they will defend. Uh, but they're missing a ton of those defenders. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Pace-wise, 18th and 10th, New Orleans, San Antonio 10th. So, uh, you know, that's sort of middle of the road. But here's the news. Uh, Pelicans are missing nobody. So that's interesting. And listen to the poor Spurs here. <clears throat> Already ruled out. Vassal, Gay, Johnson, White, and Weatherspoon. Questionable, DeRozan and Aldridge. So, We definitely need the news on DeRozan and Aldridge. This could be the game to grab your value with the Spurs, but buyer beware. Pop drives us absolutely nuts with his lineups. Like we were all prepared, prepared all day for the Spurs with all these guys out the other day. And then, you know, 20 minutes before lock, he decides he's going to start Lucas Samancic, who he's not a bad ball player. Uh, We saw him the year before last in the NBA Summer League, you know, young guy from overseas, but he hasn't been playing. Uh, Some people thought he was already sent down to the G League and here Pop puts one of those twists in and screws up everybody's rosters. Nobody knew who to play. Pirtle, Lyles, it's, you know, Lyles can play 30 minutes and go 8x or not get off the bench. So I'm just saying, everybody knows that if you're a, a DFS player, that the Spurs can be rough. and But it can also pay off in spades. I mean, you know, De, DeJounte Murray was awesome in this last game. And let's remember, Pelicans have been getting just crushed defensively. So Murray has to be one of the highest-paid, you know, played guys on, the, on the, the chart here. I mean, he's this is a perfect spot for him. He should smash. His price is a little high, but I think you got to probably eat that. And he's the only really guy that I feel completely comfortable with here. Um, let me give you the, the probable lineups as it stands right now. Ball, Bledsoe, Ingram, Williamson, and Adams. And then the Spurs, they're considering DeRozan in for right now. Uh, and Aldridge, uh, who came off the bench last time, we don't know with him either. But possibly Murray, Walker, DeRozan, if he plays Lyles and Pirtle, but, you know, we're going to got to listen for Simancic and uh, who knows who else he could play here. Uh, So definitely not like going to stack up Spurs. A lot of people played three Spurs on that last slate and it just crushed them. Um, I'm not going to say who it was. Dirk, shut up, man. It wasn't me. Dirk saying it was me. All right, it was me. It was, but I'm not going to do that again. Uh, so I'm I'm going to go Dejounte Murray, and probably one value play. You just you can't pass up one of these guys getting 30 plus minutes at a super value price before a whole lot of value opens up. So we got to follow the news. This is very important to see who's going to play here. He could change it based on the matchup with the Pelicans. Uh, he's going to have to have a big body out there uh, to lay on Zion. So, you know, will that be Trey Lyles? We'll see. Or or Pirtle uh, will probably be matched up out there with with Adams. So Pertle could be a, a fine play uh, here today as well. So, again, a key game. Um, as far as the Pelicans go, I'm not going there today. I, I've been spending up on uh, Ingram or Williamson, and they're great. But there's, there's a lot of sharing going on, and Lonzo Ball's been playing much better. I've had him a few times. He's made value two times in a row, uh, 6x+, plus. but now in a, a slowdown game for the Spurs because they're going to try to take the air out of the ball, use the shot clock. They're shorthanded. They're not going to run and gun. The Pelicans are going to look to push every time they get the ball. So they are going to push which will create more of an up-tempo game for the San Antonio team. That's why I want to have, a you know, one or two Spurs minimum. Not three. Right, Dirk? Not three. Um, but the, And the Pelican side, you know, I just don't want to spend up salary-wise for Ingram and Williamson in this game. Ball is still tempting, but his price is finally coming up. And, you know, Bledsoe, Adams, their bench guys, uh, Hart has been playing terrific and getting big minutes. Just a lot to spread around. They're healthy, you know, and I just don't want to go there when uh, there's some other pay-up opportunities. Two games remaining, and again, no late game today. So we have an 8 o'clock game uh, as our second-to-last game. It is the Denver Nuggets at 17-15 and 15 against Oklahoma City Thunder, 14-19. and 19. Denver is a seven-point road favorite, the over-under 222.5. We have a defensive efficiency rating, 21 for Denver, 13 for the Thunder. And uh, as far as pace goes, Denver, as we know, they slow it down. They're 28th, Oklahoma City, 13th. Uh, a lot of player news here, too. Um, from the Denver side, they have Dozier questionable, which is important because he will steal some minutes from Barton and, and Porter and who knows, you know, we have to see if he even if he gets 15 minutes it's going to scoop away from some of those other value guys so we got to keep an eye on that one we already know though that uh, Green Harris and Millsap are out so they have been playing shorthanded which has really increased the value for their key guys you know of co- of course the Joker Murray uh, and you're even getting you know some decent games from Barton Porter uh, Morris and the you know and some of those uh, guys off the bench. Um, as far as the Thunder side, it looks like we've got Diallo remaining out and Hill remaining out. So their guard rot- rotation is a little bit thinner here. Um, I think you got to consider Shea as the first guy to talk about in this game uh, because he is a ball dominant player. Now he didn't make his number the last game. And, you know, the teams are starting to double down on him and make him give up the ball. So I figured that would probably become something that was going to come into play. But, you know, you've got a lot of coaches saying we're just not going to let Shea beat us, especially after that game. He dropped 40 the other day. And you're seeing that trend. You know, who else can step up and make a shot? Now, they've had a few guys that are able to do that, but not consistently yet. Um, They do get Big Al back, who sat out the last game. So he's going to be fresh to go up against the Joker. Uh, I, re- I respect Big Al's defense. That's why the Joker uh, was surpassed by uh, Embiid and Cat in my rankings today. Um, you know, the, the probable starters right now are Murray, Morris, Barton, Porter, and the Joker. And then for the Thunder, Maladon, uh, Shea, Dort, Baisley, and Horford. Um, you know, as far as this game goes, I I do think Murray has been on a serious roll. Uh, I don't uh, really respect the backcourt defense of the Thunder, so Murray is my favorite play from the Nuggets side. Again, I you know I know they're shorthanded and they're getting extra minutes for guys, which makes you want to consider Bartner Porter. Uh, you know, and they're they're possible plays. They're not super value. But, you know, if you have a little extra and don't have to go so far dumpster diving for some of your value guys, you know, they can get a solid return for you. Um, Compazzo's getting decent minutes off the bench, you know, which doesn't always just take right from Murray. You know, he sometimes he's playing alongside of him and let Murray play the two. So, you know, I do like Murray in this game. I think he's uh, the safest cash play with a, a big ceiling because you never know when he's going to get on one of his bubble streaks and, and go for 40 real points. So uh, that's where I want to go on that side of the ball. Again, on the Thunder side, like I said, you have to mention Shea. Denver's defense has not been stout, uh, but he is super, super expensive. I'm not going to go there today, but he certainly has to be looked upon. If they do start doubling on him like like the trend has been the last two games, You know, Maladon is a is a cheap price. Dort's cheap, uh, and those guys are going to be counted on to score. Um, I don't like Baisley or Roby when Horford plays, uh, but I you know I think Horford is not a bad play here. He's got to get big minutes because he's got to be in there against the Joker because he'll eat the rest of those guys for dinner if he has to play against Muscala. For God's sakes, you know, let's hope it doesn't come to that, but. Uh, you know, I think Horford should be considered his price is fair, uh, you know, on sites like DraftKings where you can play two centers and you want to go in and beat in Horford or or even a cat in Horford. I think that's uh, very reasonable uh, to do that. So that is it. And we get to the last game and it is not a game that I really want to discuss. I, I may need to cover Dirk's eyes to discuss this one. Uh, can we do that real quickly, Dirk? We don't want you to watch this. Uh, because it's ugly. All right. It's the Dallas Mavericks at 15 and 16 and the Brooklyn Nets at 22 and 12. And if you think I'm cracking up, yeah, you're right. I am. I'm talking to Dirk. And you know, that's what happens when you uh you you do DFS for 14 hours a day. <laughs> uh no, it's it's awesome, man. I wouldn't trade this for the world. I'm the luckiest guy on the planet, and I have the best team at Coach Talk to work with. I love those guys. All right, 8.30. This is a late night game, believe it or not. It's 8.30 game, and it's a national TV game. The Mavericks, uh, 15 and 16, and the Nets, 22 and 12. And they haven't even gotten it cracking yet. So look out, Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn is minus four. This game is barely the second highest total at 236 and a half. We know the Brooklyn... and Maverick games have been scoring through the roof here. uh, And we know why we've got the 26th and 25th defensive ranked teams. And yes, Brooklyn is one spot ahead of Dallas. And then pace wise, Dallas, not great at 20, but Brooklyn at eight. And with Kyrie and Harden out there, sharing point guard duties, well, Harden's the the point, but Irving, you know, when Harden's out is pushing the ball uh, as well. So, you know, as far as news, we have uh, Softy Porzingis is questionable again. So we either need to get his big, tall drink of water body back into the lineup or trade the guy. It's getting a little bit frustrating uh, at this point. So sorry, KP, don't mean to be rude, but, you know, it's getting a little agitating. Um, And then on the um, Brooklyn side, KD is out, as we know. He's going to be out through the All-Star game now with uh, an MRI back on his hamstring. Still showed a little bit of uh, strain there, so he'll be out a little bit longer. The, the the piece of news that's important, though, believe it or not, is Jeff Green. Uh, who would think that that would be important news? But it is because it affects that Brooklyn rotation. Um, right now, the, the probable starting lineups are Doncic, Richardson, Finney, Smith, Kleba, and uh, at center we don't know yet. It's this spot is left blank here. They have the uh, audacity here on the here to have Porzingis as the possible starting center. I don't see that happening. Um, I don't believe he plays. It could be Bobon, It could be Powell. It could be Coley Stein, um, or they could go smaller. And start Hardaway and move Kleb at a center. It's it's a you know dumpster fire. I'm sorry, I gotta say it. Um, I don't. I I think Dallas is in big trouble here. Brooklyn's only a four point favorite. Um, you know, I I think it is really bad when you bet against your own team. Uh, but I don't I don't see how you don't give four at Brooklyn, knowing Dallas's situation right now. Um, you know, let's see what happens. Um, certainly you could pay up for Luka today, you know, on that side of the ball. I mean, if you're going to play Brooklyn side uh, and you want to play somebody on Dallas's side of the ball, Luka's obviously the guy, but it's going to take, you know, one of your highest, most expensive spots away. Um, or do you look at Harden or Irving on the other side? I mean, you could use all your salary just in this game. I do think you have to have exposure, but the way I'm building my lineups today, I'm only going to be able to have one of those three big dudes, Luka, Hardner, Irving. So it's going to be difficult. I haven't made that decision yet because I think that's going to be the pivotal decision of the whole slate. Um, but, you know, one of those three will be in my lineup, um, and I'm leaning more towards uh Irving right now because of the price savings. But, you know, there's got to be exposure here. And whichever one of those I choose will affect sort of the domino effect of, of who else uh, I want to roster. Now, there are some value plays here that are good. Um, you know, uh, DeAndre Jordan played a lot of minutes last game and really was a recipient of, of green not playing. And so, you know, if Green's out, I think Jordan is is playable. Again, you're taking a roster spot at, at center, which is tough. Bruce Brown, you know, we know he had that unconscious game where he couldn't miss. Uh, you know, he's low, low ceiling, low floor, but decent value on a on a slate so far that doesn't have a lot of value. If he's gonna start, you gotta think about him for sure. Joe Harris, you know, at times disappears out there, uh, but it also at times, you know, he's going to score for you. So inconsistency, but not a bad value. Um, somebody to to look at for sure. Um, on the Dallas side, you know, again, I I just don't trust the majority of those guys in the rotation. You know, Kleba's been absolutely horrible since coming back from. COVID and then an ankle sprain. He just does not look like the same player. Uh, who knows if Cauley Stein or Bobon play 20 minutes, five minutes, zero minutes? It's, it's too risky. Um, if you want to wait until the very end, leave a spot to rotate somebody in. And then when you get that news, you can do a late swap. That's fine. But even though the guy starts, doesn't mean that Carlisle's going to play him uh, solid minutes. Finney Smith's been somewhat invisible out there a good portion of the time. The only two guys that I would consider are Josh Richardson and Hardaway Jr. Uh, Those two have stepped up on the scoring side with Porzingis being out. So, uh, you know, those could be the value guys that you go to here. Um, You know, I I do think you have to have exposure to the two big games today, Minnesota-Washington and Dallas-Brooklyn just don't think there's any way around it. Uh, At least two guys from each of those games uh, are, I think are going to be pivotal. And then, you know, the rest of the spots filling in accordingly. So that's what I've got. Um, That's where I'm at today. Tomorrow is going to be phenomenal too. We're going to crush today's slate. And then tomorrow we have an early game. So the, the podcast will come out earlier in the morning. And then we have an eight game main slate after that for Sunday evening. So we're all over it. This is uh, slam dunk uh, Saturday and uh, whip ass weekend. We're calling it here at coach talk. So we're going to give it our best. We're coming after it. Uh, definitely uh, jump in, give us a try for our members. Make sure you're in discord this afternoon. Cause we're going to come out with that tweaked coach process on bankroll management and contest selection. And then we're going to go from there. So that is it, my friends. I appreciate you uh, being here, listening throughout the show. We'd love to have you join us anytime. And uh, certainly I will be back again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.